0: Hello and welcome back to Discussing Who. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to listen to the show. And as you know, we are continuing our weekly reviews of Doctor Who Series 10. Tonight's episode, or this morning, or this afternoon, or whenever in space and time you might be listening, we are reviewing Episode 7, The Pyramid at the End of the World. But... Before we can do that, I think introductions are in order so that I don't forget myself. I'm Kyle Jones, and Lee always <laughs> tells me I forget myself, so I'm not going to forget me. I'm Kyle Jones, and joining me from the Techpedition Season 2 podcast is the impossible co-host himself, Clarence Brown. What's going on, been going on with you, Clarence?
1: Uh, nothing much. I've just been sitting on the side of the road in my car, you know, waiting for the podcast to begin. Yeah, you know, you know okay. as one does when you're a uh, multi millionaire, yeah, yeah. that you probably should have a chauffeur. I mean, what's going on with that anyway? But I'm doing good. <laughs> I am totally lost. I, I
0: lost that one.
1: Is is a Tiger Woods reference? Oh, so, uh, I see. No, ah, yeah. got
0: you, got you, got you. Oh, okay. Well, I just I'm I, I think I may have taken too many meds or something, and uh, so did he. Ironically. Ah, see, there yeah. you go. There you go. And <laughs> <laughs> good one, good one. And by life. the and by the way, you've I, I think that impossible co-host name has kind of just like stuck. If yeah, you had like no it <laughs> all right, cool. It's
2: yeah, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> stuck.
0: All right. And uh also back from both Doctor Who Podshock and the Relativity podcast. Lee Shackleford. Lee, what's been going on hey. with you?
2: Oh. Well, um obviously uh running around in my workshop for one thing <laughs> and uh getting too far away from my mic to come back in time to say hi. Ah, um, got you. Got you. Got you. I'm well, working on I'm working on scripts for uh the next uh, round of Relativity episodes. So um, it seems like it goes on forever, but I'm not satisfied. I keep going back and changing things. So
0: Well, here's what I think. I think you've had company this week, and you've had some of Groot's relatives uh, <laughs> coming to visit. So you want to share, everybody, what I mean by that?
2: <laughs> well, I had a big tree fall in my yard, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't resist the sorry, Groot reference. Yeah, or to put it another way. I am Groot. You are
0: Groot. <laughs> well, as part of our introduction segment, I think it would be a good thing to acknowledge that as of this particular episode, we've reached a milestone. This is episode 50 of Discussing Who. Ooh, Woo-hoo.
2: half-century mark. Yeah, wow.
0: So, guys, how does it feel to reach the 20, I mean, excuse me, the 50 mark? Now, I don't want to uh, shortchange us <laughs> here the 50 mark.
2: The 50 mark was many years ago for me, actually. I may say. <laughs> I, I may say. Yeah. So, how does how you it f- look at Day
1: Over 25? There you go. <laughs> it's,
2: it is, um, yeah. I, Kyle, you're, since this is your, uh, your baby, you're to very much to be congratulated.
0: Uh, well, it's uh, not just, a, uh, my baby. I couldn't do this at, at all without, the, you know, the two of you. I mean, seriously. True,
2: so. true, true. But, um,
0: I like hearing myself talk um but I don't <laughs> like hearing myself talk alone. So um <laughs>
2: well said. Could
0: not do it. Could not yeah. do it. Not a one man show here. So um <laughs> I think we um all deserve a pat on the back and say, you know what? 50. So what are we going to do for 51?
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Plan in the future. So I want to I want to go back real quick to something you said. You said you're writing scripts and you're not just quite happy with it yet. Yeah. Got you. Well, isn't that part of the writing process is to, uh, just get it until it
2: just feels right. It, it is. Um, and I, uh, uh, over the years, man and boy, I have also learned that there is a time to let it go. And, um, you know, so it, it's hard to know sometimes because I will, I will keep editing things forever. And, um, and that's true of uh, the, the podcast. It's true of my 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 <laughs> class notes, you know. Every time I teach, I've been teaching, you know, for 25 years now. And, and a lot of it's been the same class. And I teach it differently every single semester because I keep thinking of something else I could do better, you know. So it never ends.
1: Cool. So that's the thing with a creator. You just can't. Ever get your hands completely off of it, and we hear with with our uh, directors or um you know writers all the time uh they always want to go back and change it or update it after the fact uh as witness uh with game of Thrones and uh and and uh george r, r. martin and how he's had a hand in the the version of Game of Thrones that we have on the TV screen, which you know is funny mm-hmm. that he's still writing the last book, <laughs> and he's <Yeah>. uh, also <laughs> contributing to the show as well. So, uh, a writers or a creators' um, thoughts or um, how they envision the show uh, keeps evolving.
2: Yeah, they they tell me in the in the film business that uh, that one of the one of the things that people are always saying is that films aren't released; they they escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because everybody involved with the film is like, I know it's our release date, but we're not done. Oh, it's gone. You know. And, yeah. uh, well
1: the same thing with like uh game creators and software these days. We have sure. the advantage now of the internet to where we can just update it later, you know. Yeah. So so even with video game creators and, and, and things like that, we the, there's always a ship date that you have to meet that you gotta kinda uh, just say, This is what we're going with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz I think, you know, I think it's just it's it, it,
0: it's it's human nature especially when you put in something uh, that's you're invested in, that's a part of you and then you just kind of like a child, you, you know, interestingly that you called it, you know, your baby or whatever, is mm-hmm. at you know, at some point you just have to say okay, here, go. Yeah. <sighs> and that first. Yeah. well coincidentally you know that we were talking about um you know letting things go and deciding how to improve upon we were noticing as a group uh, that coincidentally again that our branding for lack of a better word was wearing a bit thin but over the weekend for any of you who have listened gone to our website gone to our facebook page hint 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 uh take a look we have over the weekend all of those things have been renewed and as it says on our website we have regenerated so why did we change well from coming from me or coming from the way i've been feeling i think we wanted to acknowledge dr who but also appeal to a broader audience and if you, again, want to read more about why we made the change, visit the website. I wrote an article in, entitled We've Regenerated that kind of breaks that down here. But Clarence, you, uh, or you and I both noticed something in regards to our branding while we were attending Southern Geek Fest a few weeks back. Would you mind elaborating, if you recall, on what it was that we noticed and what we saw and what spurred that conversation?
1: Yeah, yeah, just real quick. Uh, one of the things we noticed while at the Southern Geek Fest with with the rest of the Grits crew, Geek Gordon and South, we kind of just noticed that whenever they talked about us, they often got our name confused with Doctor Who. And uh, even when they did say Discussing Who, they kind of just introduced us as a Doctor Who podcast, which we are, but mm-hmm. not exclusively. So uh, the types of changes we made to like the logo is just to... Mildly separate us from Doctor Who, though we love Doctor Who and will always review Doctor Who. We just wanted to, just not be boxed in by it. So that was kind of the idea behind just the slight rebranding
0: and a little bit. I've got to take you know a little fault in that because going back and looking and I, and I, again Clarence, I think you mentioned this, and then I want to make a comment of what Lee said of the new branding or uh, a comment that he made. But um, I think not even realizing it just by default, everything was blue. And, you know, even (laughs) in our shirts, even in our cards, even in our website, everything had the blue coloring to it. So how could I not expect people to associate us with Doctor Who and then wonder, why in the heck are they talking about comic books when (laughs) when it really looks like Doctor Who? So, go to our website, you'll see our new look, but over the weekend, I sent a sample to Clarence and Lee and said, hey, take a look at it, and then he saw something, he being Lee, made an observation that I did not see, or should I say, choose to see. (laughs) So, apparently, the coloring reminded you of
2: who? Captain Marvel, who Uh who I know is your favorite character in the the current continuity in that in the DC universe. Right? So. <laughs> okay, so
0: having oh, said man. that, well, yes, 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 I do like Captain Marvel Shazam <laughs> in the DC universe. Exactly, You're right, yeah. since you said DC. <laughs> but in Marvel, if anything was playing uh, on my uh, subconscious mind, it was not the villainous Captain Marvel of Marvel. Not Whoa! Oh, no, no, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Instead, if it was indeed my subconscious, and leading into our news and events segment, nonetheless, yeah. I think it would have been someone or I would have chosen someone a bit more wonderful Yes, so news and events, guys, so here 's how I want to say it <laughs> uh, okay, here we here we go uh, okay, this is funny uh, okay a, a new age is about to dawn. Ah. And, uh, and the woman who all the world has been waiting for, uh, trust me, I've worked on this, a woman who can get us out from under the gloom of perpetual boredom, Wonder wow. Woman will be in theaters this Friday. And all my hopes are pinned on this movie and the magic of this story. <laughs> Does anybody get an idea of where I got
2: that from? Our hopes are pinned. I I don't know. It sure sounds familiar. All right. Well, listen
0: um, to the uh, finished version and it will make a (laughs) hundred and fifty percent explanation to you. So before we get into <laughs> Doctor Who, guys, expectations really quick. Um, any expectations for the movie, um, Lee? Since you uh, took the um, Captain Marvel reference, I'll be kind to you and say
2: go first. Thank you. Actually, I'm still I'm still stuck on Captain Marvel because I honestly I haven't <laughs> been following the story, so I just have to take it from you that sh- that she's a horrible. Uh, Person and uh, so yeah, I, I really I really don't know what's going on. So to me, in my heart, growing up as I did, Captain Marvel will always be Billy Batson, Correct. Shazam. So you know that's yep. that's Captain Marvel, and right. and I and you you know if you know the whole story about how DC lost ownership of the name and all that stuff, it's uh, it's almost as infuriating as the fact that there's no Fantastic Four in the Marvel universe right now. So, but yeah. not quite because. Um, <laughs> Because, uh, the Fantastic Four and I got started about the same time. They were, that was the first comic I ever read. That's the first comics I ever collected. And back Reading then it Fantas- was good. It just really was well, good. Well, that's right. Then. Oh man. Oh man. Was it good? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, yeah. So Patty Jenkins is the, uh, is, is I think Wonder Woman. And I, I think, um, uh, that's part of what's, what's happening here is that, uh, there hasn't been a woman who's directed a superhero blockbuster film like this before so gal gadot is kind of um, you know every eye is on her and every eye is on patty jenkins even though if they're even though uh, you know people don't they don't know what she looks like they're not going to see her on screen but this is the big test for her too and when this film is the giant success that i think it's going to be i think this is going to change forever the way people think of women directing uh, these uh, big superhero films and i more power to them you know, Doctor Who has already proven that. True. that that women direct great action stories for that's that franchise. So, so why not? Why not? But um, but you were seeing the reviews come in, and everybody except the Guardian of London has been positive. The <laughs> Guardian, I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, I saw they, that, uh, but I'm like, you know uh, what, man, <laughs> man. Yeah. But, well, anybody can be entitled to having a bad day at the theater, I think, but, uh, man. you know. Right, yeah. exactly. So what, everybody else seems to love it, and uh, I can't wait to get in there love it myself. What about you guys?
0: Well, Clarence, I'm going to let you uh, mention a video that I showed you, So, uh, and, and also whatever you want to say about Wonder Woman. But I know uh, I, uh, you, you had a very good comment as a response uh, to, to the video, so you want to kind of tell everybody about that?
1: Wow, I don't even know what my comment was. All right, let, let me you tell about the video, and I'll 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 look up your comment. Well, why are you looking it up? Let me go ahead and just give a few thoughts on Wonder Woman. Right now, it's sitting at ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is just freaking ridiculous uh, for a a superhero movie and B a DC movie. So yeah, uh, man, it's just I I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, my thoughts on Wonder Woman. She was never really my character growing up. Uh, I think. By the time I was growing up, uh, Hulk was, uh, the Incredible Hulk was on TV more than Wonder Woman, although they did play Wonder Woman in the 80s as well. It, I, it just never kind of, uh, latched on to me. So, uh, I think most of what I know about her is actually from you, Cal. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this movie. It was good to see her for that brief moment in Batman v Superman. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just, um, Glad that DC is getting it right, and I can't wait to see a strong, powerful woman on screen. And it, interesting perspective, Ali, uh, on the directorial, uh, the director of this movie. I, I didn't really think too hard about that, but you're you're exactly right. Uh, I hope it's a good, you know, debut for her as well in, in the superhero genre. But anyway, this YouTube video that we're talking about is pretty much a uh smattering of hits from i guess the 70s until now all wonder woman themed and uh the lyrics are changed up and we get this video of uh various wonder woman costumes and it's pretty awesome so if you're just even a, a mild fan you should check it out it's a lot of fun i think my favorite version that was in the video is the uh the I'm every woman remix you know I'm wonder I'm wonder woman, woman. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just a fun video by the guys over at Nerdist So so you should definitely check it out. We'll drop the link in the show notes.
0: Yeah, and uh your comment was that my friend may be the best thing on the internet. <laughs> uh, and it was. I mean, I I sat there and watched it over and over and and I think my favorite one out of there was I am living in a demescurial world instead of a material world. <laughs> right. That that was, that was good. And uh ironically, um or coincidentally, uh, whichever word you want to use The lady who played the the Beyonce Quote-unquote Wonder Woman And the Whitney Houston Wonder Woman Also played Hulk Girl in uh, Flash I am mean, not Flash oh, yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, she did, I think, appear in Flash originally But um, but she ultimately oh. was in Legends of Tomorrow
1: Yes, yes, it is her Wow
0: Yep I, So I thought it was an interesting tie-in and speaking of flash an interesting tie-in um from last week's finale at some point there was something going on and cisco one of the characters on there reversed the polarity of the neutron flow to get something to work so that was that, that was like really really cool as one does yeah as one does all right so so guys before we move on to comics i want to uh, ask you guys something um This was something actually I noticed this morning. And as we know, in the United States, yesterday was Memorial Day. Now, I noticed yesterday that several of the uh, people on my Facebook uh, timeline, especially comic book fans, had shared a patriotic Captain America standing in front of a flag uh, as a Memorial Day tribute. Now, earlier this morning, I saw on uh, Twitter that there were a lot of people who took offense to this, considering Marvel's current storylines. Now, Clarence, I know I've mentioned you, this story to you, but Lee, are you familiar with what's going on with Captain America? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do you guys think about this? Are people being too sensitive to be offended by <laughs> using Captain America or not? Or, what do you guys think?
2: Yeah that that seems a little a little touchy to me because uh, uh I think it, it it you you can't take cap out of context. I mean I, I don't look at him standing in front of the American flag and think about him being an agent of Hydra. You know, I yeah. I, I he's he's got let me do the math. He's got 70 year history of being Captain America. <laughs> I mean yeah. that's what I think of, you know. I, um yeah people should have uh, posted the uh, the you know, the great uh, you know Jack Kirby a uh, cover of uh, uh Hitler uh, punching uh, right uh, Captain exactly Murderer punching Hitler in the face you know that that would have been less ambiguous i guess uh,
0: you know i think it's just it just goes back to as a creator or you know i know after 70 years you get to the point to where you're wondering okay how do i keep this character fresh but on the flip side there's it's almost like you want to say, is there a line that you shouldn't cross over and basically, you know, associating him, even if they're coming out now saying, just give us to the end of the story and all will be explained. Well, you shouldn't have to give a press release that says, give us to the end of the story.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So, so I was just curious what you guys say, you know, uh, thought considering and one of the reasons I wanted to talk about comics was literally to enforce our new um, mantra, our mantra, however you want to say it, that we're not just Doctor Who. So if you hear us, you, we may be a Doctor Who episode, but we're going to throw comics in just for the heck of it. So that's that was one of the reasons I wanted to bring up several comic things to, today. But switching back um, to Doctor Who, I, I want to mention that our friends at Crew to Who – that That is a group out of New Orleans. They were ha- will be having the New Orleans Time Fest or NOLA Time Fest. It will be this weekend. Look them up on Facebook and tell them that we sent you. So, Lee, whoo-hoo. Whoo-hoo. you recently recorded a commercial for us because we have now be- become an affiliate or re- reached affiliate status or been approved to be an affiliate of Audible. So, could you tell yeah. our listeners who might not be familiar with Audible what that's all about?
2: Yes. Insert commercial here. Or somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought you had that all mixed and you were just going to drop it in there. Oh, no, my friend. Yeah. I'm not no, that no. good. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's, wait, to episode 75 now. Come on. Oh,
2: 75. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wish I had the script in front of me then, but yeah, Audible. Just tell um, them what, just what, what, what is Audible? Audible is the world's largest uh, repository and vendor of, um, of audio adventure, of books on tape, if you will. Um, and um, there is – I don't think you can think of a genre or a type of book that uh, Audible doesn't have some of because they've got 180,000 titles. That's a staggering number, if you think about it. A lot of it is sci-fi fantasy, Doctor Who stuff, specifically, they have lots and lots of Doctor Who titles, and those are read and acted out for you by names you know. Um, I'll just mention Alex Kingston just to mention one. Drop a <laughs> thank you uh, but uh, but uh, Tom Baker and David Tennant, uh, oh uh, so, so many of uh, uh, voices we love from Doctor Who, and these are new and original adventures of the doctor. And his companions. And um, wouldn't you like to have one of those for free? Well, my friend, you can get one for free by signing up for the Discussing Who Audible trial. Uh, when you do that, you sign on, you're going to get uh, Audible content whenever you want to. It's a subscription. But uh, if you decide after you get your, your first book, which is, you know, uh, and you decide that Audible's not for you, you still get to keep that book. So basically, we're saying, hey, go get your free Dr. Who book. Or whatever you want from 180,000 titles. You just have to go to this web address. Help me out here. I think it is audibletrial. dot com slash discussing who. You got Pretty it. Sure that's exactly. Correct. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to tell you wrong. Yeah. Audibletrial, all one word. dot com slash discussing who, all one word. Very good. So there you go. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Well, uh,
0: just want to mention two other things real quick to uh, wrap up the news. Um, just want to mention uh, BritBox.com. I know I had someone ask me the other day where they could uh, find Doctor Who. Could they find it on Netflix? And I was like, no, the, you know, of course, Amazon.com for current. And then, of course, BritBox.com for the classic and want to shout out one more time to titan comics uh they have actually contacted us uh very nice gentleman from their pr department uh contacted us on twitter and hopefully we'll have some more titan comics news coming up soon but unless you guys have anything else i think that should do it for news and events so you guys ready to get into the review That wasn't a question,
2: really. That was a statement. Okay. I actually did have a couple other things, but just forget it. All
0: right. Well, tell me. Well, actually, you did have something. I had asked, uh, did you know of any other comic shops? Because we've been talking about local. Tell us about the comic shop you posted in Slack earlier.
2: It is uh, not entirely impossible that some of my friends who live in uh, western North Carolina, where I am, uh, are um, aware of our uh, listening right now and uh, may be aware of Hickory Con. And I read to you from their website. Hickory Con is one of Carolina's largest one-day comic and gaming conventions, boasting a ton, I guess they've actually weighed these people, a ton <laughs> of dealers. You are sure to find something exciting. We also host sanctioned and just-for-fun tournaments for the hottest CCGs. Be sure to join us for, I'm quoting here, the coolest event in Western North Carolina. Now that's a brag, but, um, that is, uh, that is this weekend. That is Saturday, June the third, Oh uh, from 10 AM to 5 PM. And, uh, I'm just looking at their photos from last year. Uh, I didn't know about this last year, but, uh, they've kind of pitched it as being all about comics and gaming, but there's a lot of star Wars, star Trek and doctor who cosplay going on. So I, it's, you know, it's, it's a general fun thing, but, uh, that's uh, here at the the Hickory Metro Convention Center, June third, ten a.m. to five p.m. and it's five bucks to get in. Five wow. bucks, nice. Yeah, are you going? Are you going I to be able be to? Go? I'm going to be there with the with my relativity cards and my discussing who cards. All right, cool. My, my, my blue discussing who cards.
0: All right, well here, there you go. Hey, you know, <laughs> go for it. Um, Whatever. Do do you know? Do one thing if you if you get a chance to meet someone cool or someone you want to. You know, interview while you, while they're there, whether comic or Doctor Who or sci-fi. If you if you feel the urge, take out your phone, record audio, and we'll play it on a future episode. I will do it, do it, do it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, for anyone listening, and Clarence, do you have anything else? I just, uh, I don't know. All right, Let's good get deal. into it <laughs> Alright, so anyone listening I think you know what time it's for It's for the spoiler warning So if you have not Seen this week's episode Be forewarned Spoilers will come After this message
1: Spoilers 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 Spoilers
0: so, again, you are warned. Spoilers. So, here we go. This is the second episode in a three-part uh, Doctor Who story. And I want to start a little bit with something that the doctor said at the very beginning that kind of set the tone. And it was a little somber to me, and I'm curious to what, to know what you guys think. So, cause in, so in it, he says the end of your life has already begun. There's a last place you will ever go. A last story you are, excuse me, a last store you will ever walk through a last sight you will ever see. And every step you take is moving you closer. Clarence, what did you think of that? Did it, did
1: it resound to you? Did it, what? Um, it it sounded very dire. <laughs> That's exactly what I knew about it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess by the end of this episode, you see what they were alluding at. But um, yes, it it is definitely foreshadowing the end of his run. And uh, I just think over the na- next few episodes, it's just going to continue to get heavier and heavier. Uh, what did you guys think,
2: Lee? What did you think? Um. Yeah, I I, I thought it, it's one of those um, lines of dialogue, one of those marvelous speeches, that um, serves a lot of purposes all at once. It resonates with everybody who hears it because it's true for you and you and you and me. Uh, it's it's true for the characters in the story, and we also know in a meta way it's also true for Peter Capaldi's time as the Doctor. So uh, I love that it, it 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 lights up all those areas of the brain at the same time. Very. Very lovely writing. Interesting the, that you use the
0: light, and you know it lights up your brain. Which I get, you, I get your point that you're alluding mm. to. But on the flip <laughs> of that, it's it, it's also dimming in a sense of the mood because it sets mm. a very somber. Because it, it it was actually really <laughs> sad, you know, hearing that because it makes you think. Of your own mortality, because just yeah. like you said, every, everybody listening to it, so at the you know immediately in the second scene that, that we see per se and it 's the first scene of the doctor here it 's sad, and you know it 's very setting like like I said, almost a depressing type tone for the story at the very beginning so, so let me ask you this. Um, you know let's just kind of walk through the story and clarence i know you've just uh come fresh off of watching it for the second time so kind of set the stage for us what was what what happened there at the beginning
1: so uh basically uh we pretty much pick off uh directly pick up excuse me directly where we left off from the previous episode uh the doctor got that email or electronic transmission, whatever you call it. And he started to, um, and he's kind of briefed Noro and, uh, and bill almost ac- exactly going on. And we see that bill has went on this date again, <laughs> the doctor kind of shooter into, and, uh, she's having a cup of tea and once again, she's interrupted, but, but not by the Pope this time, but by, uh, the UN, So, guys, let me ask a question. Did we think it was
0: at first a little odd that they were using the U.N. and making him president again, as opposed to last time using unit and making him president again? What do you guys think?
1: think, I think maybe in the context of this episode, since they were bringing in in all the world powers— uh, it made a little more sense, maybe, to use um, the UN versus UNIT. I don't know. Is, is is the UNIT a worldwide thing or just a UK thing? I don't know if I remember that exactly.
2: Well, it's it has morphed into in the new series. Is that uh, originally in the in the classic series it was the United Nations Intelligence Task Force.
1: Ooh, right. That's what it
2: stood for, and now they've dropped the period between the U and the N, and now it's the Unified Intelligence Task Force. And I'm not sure. I liked it better the other way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I, I think now, now they had to sort of stand to straddle the fact that they, <laughs> they've taken the United Nations out of, out of unit. Um, and it is cool to have the Secretary General there representing, you know, all of the U, the UN nations, you know. That, that's a great way to tell the story is to have one person who can walk and talk and, and be everybody,
1: you know. Um, so so I, I, I like that, yeah. So how long have we... When was this president of the world thing introduced? Um, I remember it in some of the previous seasons of New Who, but is it like a long-standing thing, or is it just a New Who invention? That would be I, Death
0: in Heaven, first time I've heard of it. Lee?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to remember. It's definitely a New Who thing, but I couldn't... Yeah. Yeah. Death in
0: Heaven with... with okay. uh, that was... Um, you know when Kate um, uh, Stewart and um, oh, what you know? What's her name with the glasses? Um, the dresses, Ingrid Oliver's character. Um, yeah, can't remember. Os- Os- Osgood,
2: yes. Osgood, yes. Osgood, yes. <laughs> we had we had the Oswins, Oswalds, and yes. Os- yes,
0: Os- Oswin, Oswald, and Osgoods. So yes, yes. Uh, that was the first time I've heard of it, um, and I think that was the first. Appearance quote unquote a president of the President of Earth or President of the world, so here was my first thought was you have John Sim coming back you've got Michelle Gomez this season you know returning, and having said that, you only had so much budget that was my first thought was do you <laughs> want to um you know can you pay to have you know Ingrid Oliver come back as well as uh is it Redgrave that plays um kate i think i can't remember her yeah. first name but um but anyway that was my first thought and then as we started <laughs> watching the episode that completely went out the window thinking it had nothing to do uh with whether or not they could afford them those two characters were not dispensable <laughs> yeah you yeah, know right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly Because every single UN person pretty much that you – well, actually, all four um, dignitaries throughout the course of the story were gone. So um, the two – let's talk briefly – well, actually, you know what? It's 34 minutes into the show, and let's take a quick commercial break, and we will be right
2: back. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again, hundred and eighty so here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash who. also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? Tell me what you see. It's a 5,000-year-old pyramid. One little problem. wasn't there yesterday. Those creatures in that pyramid, they have studied you, and they
0: have chosen this exact moment and this exact place. What's wrong with the doctor? I lied. I've been blind since Chasm Forge. Coordinate your attacks. They did not come here in peace. We will take this planet and its
1: people. Life on earth will cease by humanity's own
0: All right, we are back and we were talking about um you know the pyramid at the end of the world. So um Clarence, I'm going to throw this one at you, the monks. Any any feelings about them? Any change? Do you like them more? Do you like them less? What were your feelings?
1: Um I'm kind of echo what I said in the last uh, our last review. I do like their uh technological superiority here. I think that's really cool. Um, even though their look is kind of menacing, that's really not their stick. You know, they're, <laughs> they're kind of just like these really smart people and they do these weird things and they're doing these calculations from the beginning of time and things like that. So, I mean, I think the fact that they look weird, um, uh, is, is not really, doesn't really matter. Uh, but at the same time, it is kind of creepy when they, um, ask you these questions and suck the soul out of you if you answer wrong. So, um, I like them. I think they're an interesting enemy uh, so far. Uh, I think by the time we get to the next episode, we'll really see what they're capable of. But I still feel like throughout this episode, we're still getting an introduction to them. Lee, what do you think?
2: Uh, I was really happy to hear the explanation of why they look the way they do. Cause I, I was not digging the, the design.
0: All right. Refresh uh, my memory. Cause I don't
2: remember that. The, um, the the commander the commander for American forces there he he says uh, uh, I think he's the one who says it uh, um, they say we've chosen these forms so we could look exactly like you you know so this is a body that they've chosen he says you look like corpses and the monk says you so are you, corpses yeah okay
0: got yeah. you I remember that now
2: and um, you know it's uh, this has always been true of Doctor Who from the very beginning. I'll buy anything as long as there's a line of dialogue that at least refers to it, that explains it. Yeah. You know, in the old days you know, this is in um, um, Mask of Mandragora that uh, Sarah Jane is the, for, asks for the first time ever in the series why does everybody seem to be speaking English everywhere we go? <laughs> and the <laughs> yeah. Doctor says, well that's because you're with me. Yeah, and then yeah. we drop it. <laughs> You know? Yeah. And I thought, okay, I'll buy that. I just wanted somebody to acknowledge it. That's, you know, that's great. So, uh, the same thing here. I like that. You, you you that's what that's what you look like to us. So yeah, we tried to blend. It in. Totally least, forgot that. But It's
0: great. So, that leads the question then to be asked or poses the question if that's not what these creatures are, what in fact are
2: they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do they really look like? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I want to know what you guys think of speaking of the monks and staying on uh, talking about them. I found it interesting that they're basically trying to take over the world. But what they're looking for is not for fear, not for duty, not for anything like that, but the whole thing of – we're the only ones that can save you. Nobody else can. And people are going to come to us and get saved. You know, we're the ones that are going to save you because you're going to ask us to,
1: Yeah, the whole let me in type of thing. Yes. Uh, I mean, I found that very funny because again, by the end of the last episode, we see that they're uh, running these simulations to try to find a way to take over uh, the earth. And the way they do it in this episode, I wasn't really expecting it. Cause in this episode, they are just simply waiting for us to destroy ourselves and then giving us a chance to uh continue. Um felt very different from the kind of vibe I got from the last episode, whereas it looked like they were trying to find an entry point to uh, feel like more of a force force forcible takeover versus a um we're going to wait till your chips are down and then you're going to need us type of takeover. Lee, what did you think?
2: Yeah, I, I I'm hung up on all, all this stuff too. I, I watched the episode twice back to back and just, just loved it. i just, um, sidebar Murray gold. My God, you really are gold. The, the, I just love this score for this episode so much. And it's, and it's almost, it's all, it's scored almost all the way through. The music never stops and uh i just thought that was thrilling but um uh, but then after getting out of the getting my head out of the show for a little while and starting to think about it i'm not sure all the logic hangs together and i and and they may tie it up brilliantly in part 3 but i still don't quite understand what the monks want and why yeah we have to love them and why they are, Getting four people who speak for the the military of the Earth, <laughs> even even if the the four of them said, "Hey, we love you," you know, and they bought it, that still doesn't buy them the planet. That's that's just not how that works. No, but it, and,
0: and 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 it escapes reality to think of someone quote unquote who has no power, technically, in the world view. I guess
1: right. if if, yeah. if
0: the, the doctor is indeed and in, and in, you know the doctor who universe the president at that point of the world then or you know? then i guess she if she's representing him i guess then she does have you know have yeah. the power but but the whole that, thing that, of giving you know the emotion of,
2: of of that being the key which is just kind of odd uh, it's dramatically brilliant i mean The the heartbreak when we realize, oh, wait, Bill actually does have love, not for them, but for the doctor. And that may actually work. And apparently it did. I mean, that's just, Mm. that made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. It's the, that's a horrifying idea because this is, this is violation. This is, this is real rape, what's going on here. To, this is, it's, it's a, it's a relationship abuse. You know, we want you to love us. We're going to destroy you, but first you're going to love us. That's just, it just makes you want to vomit
0: you know but but you know you look back through history and any type of force or you know any you know um you know ruler look at you know look at um you know you know just go back through history and look at any of these you know any of them and you know part of those personalities need that you know they yes they they ultimately on some level want you to feel duty to be loyal to them they want you to mm-hmm. have fear of them but they do want that adoration they do want that you know embracing the love right. and and all of that so maybe that's moffat's way of kind of painting them a little bit as that perhaps oh,
2: that that's how i read it i i just thought this this is so creepy because it's so true
1: yeah um mm. yeah And go ahead. I was saying, ultimately, she didn't give herself over to save the earth, but she gave herself over to give the doctor sight. Which, again, I found extremely weird. Um, Of course, in that moment, she wanted to save the doctor, but uh, not weird that she would make that decision. But weird that the monks would accept that as a term of um, of of getting her. You know. Mm because I thought their whole aim was to uh, take over the world. So,
0: But is there something uh, else going on with the monks that yeah. manipulated them to getting to the point of where they got with the doctor? So, you know, I, I think it was Lee, I think you were the one that said when we get to next week, you know, all may be revealed, <laughs> but... You know, I'm looking at it from the perspective of asking what else is going on, because um, I find it also interesting that these beings have these strings or strands. And by moving these strands, they can ultimately change reality. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, you're basically controlling time, space, reality. So... Moffat has created, we don't even really have a name for him yet, but he's really created some very powerful beings, whatever they are.
2: Yeah. That's, and that's right out of classical mythology, too. The the, the fates are, are literally weaving uh, all of time. Uh, True. They, they've got, uh, True. They've got strands that they're, they're weaving. and uh, In the Wagner operas, we, uh, we get to see them doing it. That's, uh, that's a great, great moment in that that thing. So yeah, these are, these are the fates.
0: (laughs) And ironically, there is a character in Marvel comics, uh, and actually he's Psylocke's uh, Betsy Braddock's older brother and his mutant power was, and he's cuckoo. I mean, totally off his rocker. He, he makes um, Legion look sane to kind of put (laughs) him, put him into context, but uh, his power was being able to, change reality by b- doing the same exact thing that the monks were doing so
2: that image yeah.
0: yep
1: um well go ahead i was just going to mention uh, of comics doesn't this kind of seem eerily similar to the whole cap thing that we were just talking about how i uh, will Alluding to the preview of the next on ah uh, yes very good what we see is it very much seems like that cap story we we were talking about we hated so much uh,
0: interesting
1: so, uh, I had not I had not drawn that conclusion but I think well, you're right back to the future take your pick you know somebody goes yeah. back and changes something and
0: yeah and um, well I had kind of having to sit here and you know process that for a second because i had not (laughs) thought about that but you're right
2: you're you're 100 correct so they've they've referenced a back to the future several times this season uh i don't know if that's deliberate or if it's just sort of in the cultural mind space now after 30 years or whatever but uh you know the last line of the pilot was well i figured what the hell (laughs) it's true (laughs) So, that's, question, that's Doc Brown's explanation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, question for you guys is: Is it possible to move the TARDIS without the Doctor having any inkling whatsoever what is going on? You know, uh, tear apart his building, put him in a plane, <laughs> carry him off, and he's just strumming away on the guitar. Nobody yep. knows.
2: Yep. We we have seen it before. We've seen somebody put put it on the back of a truck and drive off with it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you tend to forget that that's possible, but, yeah. But, um, yeah,
0: because I don't think it has a, well, it obviously doesn't, but, you know, it's it doesn't have a um,
2: uh, emergency brake, for lack of a right. better term. <laughs> and somewhere along the way, somewhere, in you know, since 1963, it, it's been established that the TARDIS not only, its external dimension not only conceals the size of its interior, but also the weight of its interior. True true oh, okay. so it, it weighs the same as a phone box so yeah. <laughs> uh, because cool. I, i'm trying to remember which you know when this was but one of the doctors said that if that wasn't true it would sink of its own weight to the center of the planet so
0: we'll go back to the day of the yeah. doctor when uh um the doctor and clara were taken from some some outside road by a helicopter to um the Tower of London or wherever the you know they were in the museum. That's right. Yeah. So I mean if a helicopter could lift it, there that's you go. Right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. Um what do you guys think about the the scientist? So um I really want to talk about
2: Erica. I really want
0: to get it. To yeah. so. All
2: right, go
0: for it. i <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 with you guys. Go for it.
2: Well <laughs> What what on the second watching second time watching it through I realized this is either a, a a thing that isn't fully developed or I'm just being really stupid, but it seems like the whole catastrophe happens because her her hungover lab mate yes <laughs> is doing the job that she was supposed to do that day and she's not doing it because the oaf that she shares the flat with broke her glasses.
1: Oh, I did not get that part. I, and, I didn't get. Wow. <laughs> well, and what
2: what I didn't catch until seeing it the second time was is that that scene cuts in right after the, a speech about how the, 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 un, the unraveling of the world, is, the, the, that has already been set into motion. The events yeah. that are going to lead up to that have already been set into motion. And then we cut to this mundane scene of her going to work and her glasses breaking. Oh.
1: <laughs> yes. because. So, I mean, I, I was really wondering why they kept making the flashbacks to the glasses breaking and the bottle breaking. Yes. But, man, you just explained it so well. That is why they kept showing that. It just felt kind of weird in the context of the episode if you wouldn't really get the nuances of it. I did but, not
2: get it the first time. I, I yeah. really
1: – um, I. But and
2: I could still be wrong,
0: but no, I but, think you're right because I didn't yeah. get it. I mean, I got the glasses, but I didn't get the glassing the glass breaking. I got more of him yeah. being hung over, but I get that he he was drinking, and that was part of his right am i am I, am yeah, right yeah. there?
1: I, I I think the key point you made, Lee is the glasses glasses breaking and them switching jobs, yeah. and then him also being hung over kind of uh since the domino effect of events that kind of led to what we got.
2: Yeah. It, it wouldn't have happened if she, who is, you know, uh, awake and alert and sober <laughs> at her job could have seen what she was doing. Uh, yeah. but, yeah. But if so, what's the point of all this? Is it going to happen that somehow, I mean, we were talking about this being a time travel story, uh, part three, are we going to go back and undo it so that she's the one who, is mixing the enzymes that could lead to forming this killer bacteria but doesn't because something something else is going to happen with that story about her about the the job being done by somebody who wasn't her when she was the one who was supposed to be in a, in a good universe <laughs> the one who was in charge of that cuz this is something we know from watching um, the series over the years, and particularly in New Who, when the Doctor gets flirty with a with a woman and is yeah. making jokes about taking her on as a companion, she's dead. And that's what I was looking to say. She's going to die. Yeah, really? <laughs> well, we've seen it several times. And, yeah. and maybe this is Moffat deliberately waiting to pull the rug out from under us. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go back. Who <laughs> was this? No, I the, two under two One for me and one for my... <laughs>
0: you know under the ocean uh, uh, before yes. the flood or whatever there was right. the character that was like oh well she's
2: cool. up oh, she's dead yep and the um and the woman in the in the hotel in the uh, episode that i can't remember otherwise um 11th doctor where they're all trapped in the hotel full of you know what i'm talking about yeah exactly let's like, you called yeah uh yeah, same thing and he
1: gets very flirty with her and uh, yeah and she dies so yeah. I mean, uh, uh, when it comes down to the whole scientists um, and them in their lab and conducting these experiments, uh, of course the the male guy I forget his name takes off his his health, his uh mask because he says he has to throw up. But what I find really funny about the whole lab scene and the the um the mutation of of this gene or whatever that is going to kill everybody, why would the lab um, jettison the the uh, vapors into the atmosphere when things are about to go wrong. I thought usually they just <laughs> blaze or torch everything automatically and pull the doors down and lock, put everything on lockdown. Yeah. Why would they vent it into the at- atmosphere <laughs> when it's a deadly virus? I, I, I just don't know. <laughs> One too many thread has been
0: pulled. I mean, because that made yeah. no sense to me either. I mean, it was like... Yeah.
2: Why yeah, didn't you it's, it's, just torch it? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a very exciting from a plot point of view, but you're saying, but but why would that be? Why would you? That doesn't make any sense. So, you know, my alma mater, my my uh, and my employer, uh, University of Alabama at Birmingham, is a major uh, biomedical research center, and I, wow. and I drive I drive past that research the, the 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 core building every now and then, and every time I drive past it, I, I sort of think. Somewhere inside that building is a big red button. And if somebody goes in there and hits that button, that whole city block just goes up. <laughs> Boom. I guarantee you.: uh, uh, He said it here at: 30 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's right. when that, uh, when the, when that crater happens in downtown Birmingham, you're saying, "Hey, Lee called it. It wasn't us. But, uh, but yeah, for all I know, what they do is when they develop something uh, supernaturally deadly like that, they just vent it into the air once an hour, every hour, just like, <laughs> like this, this place. <laughs> oh,
0: man. The only thing I can say there is one too many threads got pulled.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it, it makes no sense. Interesting. No, it doesn't. But I don't know. I it, it still may all come together in the third season, See, in the third episode. See, I, I'm still back on the one from... From last week if you're going to run a simulation of of the the world as it exists why would it have the doctor in it yeah you know he's yeah. not he's not part of human history and if the doctor and and nardole are both there why would nardole be carrying river songs diary how does how does that get into the <laughs> simulation of the history of the earth i don't I'm just yeah, I don't get and, it. And <laughs>
0: and that goes back to my question that may answer your question uh-huh. which is what are these beings? Yeah. You know yeah. They're, they're, because I can't help but wonder if there's some wibbly wobbly things going on here meaning what are these what are we going to possibly find out that these monks Maybe. Am I trying to read? Am I thinking too hard? Am I trying to read too much into it? Maybe. But, you know, going back to what you just said, if they have knowledge of the doctor and they have such intricate knowledge of reality to even know about the Diary of River
2: Song, what are they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would... If this is somehow all pointedly about the Doctor, then everything does kind of tie together. Why they would accept Bill's sacrifice? Yeah. Because they know that's going to bring the Doctor to them.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: So, and what and, if, and what does Missy have to do with all this? Exactly. That was my what if.
0: What does Missy... Because we know she has something to do with it. <laughs> yes, because you know... Is that how Missy... Does Missy make some... Um, packed with these things? Does, does part of ooh, Does part Wait, of what happens here... Go ahead, Clarence.
1: No, I was just going to say, uh, I guess we'll talk about the next on at the very end of this episode. Ah, okay. But I think, I think the next on explains all. What okay, you guys all right, all right,
0: about. all right. Well, 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 having said that, so we work our way to that, let me ask you guys a question. What do you think happened to Nortle?
1: Or we see him passed out. What do you? What was your guys' take? Well, he said that um, he got some of his parts cheap or something like that. So I guess he has human lungs now or something to that effect. That's why it it uh it, it affected him as it did, and it also would explain why in the um, the the oxygen episode why he couldn't um, ah good take off his mask rather than uh, the doctor. So yeah. You know, might not
0: be around too much longer from the looks of it. <laughs> but he's back next episode. We know that. Oh,
1: is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I didn't notice. I uh, see, oh, see, here you <laughs> were talking
2: about the next time and then saying, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, he, he is in the next on trailer. That reminds me, this is kind of a sidebar, but I did go back and look at uh, my uh, stash of Fifth Doctor adventures uh, just to, to find out. I had this memory of him being out in space without a space suit on. And I found it. It's in four. It's in the last part of four to doomsday, and he does have a helmet on. Ah, he huh. still he doesn't have any kind of a pressure suit on. I mean, it's his it's his you know his cricketer's outfit with the top coat, but he does have a helmet on. So I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: The uh, uh, see the photosynthesis from the cell provided enough oxygen. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always love the way that, how that business played out. Hey, you said, as long as you had an explanation, you could go with it. I gave, I just gave an explanation.
1: (laughs) Yep. Well, they, (laughs) so, so so guys, do we think this whole blind game has been played a bit too long? Um, what has been three episodes, um, of him being blind and having to deal with this, uh, kind of Nordle telling him what's going on from behind the scenes. (laughs) And, and, uh, I guess it all came to a head in this episode.
2: Well, one of our regular listeners, I think, I think it was either, it was either Angie or Heather, uh, put this on Facebook the other day, uh, saying now he knows how to use all this technology. Why didn't he pull out his, his glasses, his, or or his phone or whatever, and ask Erica to FaceTime him? Oh, good one. You know, they came up with that. Hmm. (laughs) You know, couldn't she look at the view from his his glasses with her phone and tell him what numbers he's turning? Yeah. I
0: yeah. <laughs> or better yeah. yet, if, if we've seen the um, the um, TARDIS and not the TARDIS, the sonic screwdriver figure out uh, combinations before. So just because he had to manually m- move right. them doesn't, you know, he could have short circuited it and and walked out if he needed
1: to.
2: I it, mean, it my guy,
1: yeah, he he can lift the emergency bar at the uh the pyramid site while I just flash flashing his uh <laughs> <laughs> his sonic screwdriver. I'm sure he could do some mojo to make the numbers be right.
2: <laughs> so, but I did, I did like the explanation of that though. Though I mean, here we are again. You know, he said the, the you know my glasses can tell me what the combination is, but they don't tell me how to get the dial to turn to that number. And I thought, yeah, no, that makes sense. That's what it would do. So, you know, I get it, but. But it is. It's a magic wand. I mean, if it was a different story, he would have just opened the door with his sonic screwdriver and walked through. So, you know, we it, it, it's the great thing about writing science fiction and fantasy. If the rules don't suit your dramatic purpose, you just change them, you know. Yeah. Right. If this was Star Trek, they would have just beamed him out. Exactly. Or there would have been a reason why they couldn't be because the because the walls are full of, you know selignium or something in it
1: or or with a had hum, human lungs so there you go <laughs> right right yeah
2: but yeah i i think i think Nortle is is in grave danger and uh, this is either going to be the last Nordle episode except we saw him in the trailer or um we're going to have to give him some new lungs and um yeah you 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 buy you get what you buy you get, you get what you pay <laughs> get for what you pay for right except <laughs> and that'll be the moral of the story <laughs> yeah.
0: um bye So, uh, you know, I want to comment on something you said, Clarence, which was, you know, do we feel like the blindness is spread out or has been spread out a little bit too much over too many episodes? Let me pose this question. Do we think that this episode, episode next week, episode preceding that, do we think this middle episode could have been condensed down to five minutes on one episode, five minutes on the other and this was just a little bit of a filler, so to speak.
1: Yeah, which which is definitely going to be my kind of review of the whole episode, <laughs> if you want to get into that. Sure, go um, for it. Other than those uh, moments at the very end where where we had the kind of heartfelt moment of uh, Bill having to make the decision and the doctor being in dire straits. Uh I mostly hated this episode, <laughs> I hate to say. It. I did not like it at all. I felt you know, after having such a good episode before and seeing the the preview for the next episode, it definitely, definitely felt felt like filler and um kind of is, is a big departure from the last several episodes we've have had that have been really, really good. Um yeah, I thought the whole president of the world thing Felt extremely cheesy And um, For them, for this to Have Tried to come off as such An epic moment of um, The pyramid in the desert In, in, in Iraq, wherever they were Somewhere, uh, made up place um, Cross section uh, For them to made up a stand. yeah Made up a stand <laughs> Made up a stand, I yeah, <laughs> like that yeah. But for them to drum up how this was to be such a big event, it really felt like uh, a low-budget slash not as epic as it should have been. And for that reason, I really did not like the episode at all. Um, I don't feel like the payoff at the end was was garnered or was um, was deserved. Uh but but that being said, I did enjoy them last five minutes. I thought it was really good. But <laughs> but just everything else, um, especially come off the last episode where we had this huge buildup, it just felt out of place. Uh what about you guys? Wow, well, for the first time <laughs> I
0: think Clarence and Lee are not going to agree. This is uh, monumental for 50th episode, special treat. So, Lee, I've got to let you follow on that one. What did you – because I know you said earlier that you liked it,
2: so elaborate. It's true. I always say, hey, I'll I'll just go with Clarence. But no, um, uh, Clarence, Clarence, no, you're entitled to your opinion. You're just wrong. That's (laughs) Oh, (laughs) good one. No, 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 seriously. I, I, I think there are probably a lot of things in it that, um, like I'm saying, I, I've got a lot of complaints. There are things that I don't think makes sense, but I enjoyed them in the moment. And, and, um, you know, in a way that's what our episodic, uh, episodic drama is supposed to do. It's supposed to, to give us, you know, 45 minutes of escape. And then maybe afterwards we go, Hey, <laughs> wait a minute. That doesn't entirely make sense. doesn't matter. Show's over now. Um, but uh i i it just grabbed me from the first uh frame and pulled me along breathlessly i couldn't look away from the screen and um, wow. uh, at any moment i just uh, i just felt uh, catapulted through it and uh and i always felt that all the threats were real and i loved um we we've seen this a lot too enough to know what's going to happen i love the doctor crowing about the fact that he saved the day because we know what's going to happen as he runs into an into a dead end you know that's what happens you know uh I'm the doctor saving the world with my eyes shut, you know, (laughs) Um, and that's, uh, I I love stuff like that. Uh, And, uh, and Bill's sacrifice, I thought was, was very, was very touching. And, and then the horror of the doctor realizing, you know, now what's happened and we are in, we are in extremis. So this is it. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. So, ha, come back next week. (laughs) You know, it's a great cliffhanger. (laughs) And uh, just I don't know, really, really enjoyed it. And like I say, I enjoyed the music so very much. And I don't think there was a thing new written for it. I think that's just all part of Murray Gold's library now. Some of it was part of the uh, the Eleventh Doctor theme, in fact. The dun 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 mm-hmm. dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I love it. Okay, so here, here, let me go here. So
2: here's here's my need to be somewhere in between.
0: <laughs> and I think I am. I think I really am because I, uh, you know, on first watching, I, I, you know, I'm 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 kind of leaning toward what you you were saying, Lee. You know, I enjoyed the episode. I was not bored in the episode. I, you know, mm-hmm. the last five minutes. Oh yes, you know, it was, you know, you saw the story pick up. But Clarence, you made a comment earlier uh, this afternoon saying that you were going to try to watch. The, you know, for the second time, I also did that. And in my second watching, it took about 15 minutes to watch because I've watched the first maybe seven or eight minutes uh, at the beginning. And I hit, hit, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. And to the very, you know, to the very end of where he's trying to figure out the combination so that was my 15 or 20 minutes of the show, hence my question of taking a little bit here and a little bit there and putting it over the the two episodes. So for me, it, on first watching, I enjoyed it, but is it an episode that I'd go back and watch again? Yes. Is it knock-knock? No, it's a whole lot better than knock-knock, but it, it just using that filler word again, it just felt like it was, I I hate, or or maybe my problem with it more so is I would have rather have had two longer episodes of last week and this week and another episode with Nortle, Bill, and the doctor doing something else than this episode that because we know Capaldi's leaving. So I would have rather have had another adventure instead of a filler. So that's, that's my take.
1: Yeah. And a thing that, again, uh, that made me feel that this episode wasn't as epic as they wanted it to be. Um, Just like, for instance, when they're at the pyramid and the various armies are camped out around it, it just felt like there was like 10 people standing around to me. (laughs) Um, And and I think about what we saw, and I know this is a movie versus a TV show, but I think about what we saw at Arrival when that spaceship was hovering Mm -hmm. out there. It felt grand and epic. And again, this is a TV show, I do understand that, but it felt like very low cut and, and not as epic as it should have felt. Like even at the moments when the doctor were giving his... His I'm the doctor's uh dialogue. It just didn't feel have the gravitas I expected from it. So that that might just be me. Uh I definitely see Lee's point that that how how he loved it. And again, I think it's just me that I just did not like it for some reason. And for that reason, I'm gonna give it a two point five. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> what about
2: you guys? Uh, Lee? I'm loving that Clarence used the example of a rival because I was just looking at the uh The bonus features on the the uh, the Blu-ray disc for arrival, and they're showing a lot of the uh, how they composed a lot of those effects, and when they filmed those impressive things of the you know the armies massing around the uh, the spaceships, there were about ten people there too. (laughs) That's all CG. Every one of those vehicles, the buildings, everything. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. So that we saw what that looks like when you don't go then and add all the, the, the armies of the world. Uh, all right, so
0: I need to invest in some sound effects and do the ding, you know, like ring the bell of
2: the, uh, you know, you in your corner, you in the other corner. <laughs> ding, ding. Wow. That's hilarious. Well, no, but you know, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not fighting here because I think, I think we both see that there's, there's some, there's good things in this and some. Some things that you know got serious questions about, I really I am afraid that the the third part of the the monk's trilogy we're not going to get the things tied up and explained that I am hoping to get explained i I just I feel it in my bones we're, we're oh, not come on, Lee. Get
0: Lee come on now, so. say something nice, please <laughs> say something nice
2: here's a theory for you: Missy is going to save the day by giving up her regenerative powers. And in the process of which we're going to see her walking backwards through her, her lives. And oh. uh, so she will briefly turn into John Sim. How about that? Mm. She'll, she'll save the doctor and the world by, uh, with her sacrifice.
0: No, I but have we, a
2: little bit more faith than <laughs> Missy. You want to know what my theory is?
1: <laughs> that this whole thing
2: was her plan in the first place. Bingo.
1: Oh man, that would be disappointing.
2: <laughs> but a lot more
1: likely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Or, hmm. or
0: or uh, what about this? The the um, meddling of the strands somehow releases the John Sim version from the Time War, and that's how he returns because i mean we assume that she regenerated i mean he regenerated to her after the time war so or or somewhere in the time war so maybe he gets released because we i do know at some point they're they're supposed to be on screen together at the same time not in a regeneration scene but together so maybe Hmm. something happens that brings him back because we've only got five more episodes after this one
2: yeah Oh, that's something I was going to say about uh, – you, you were saying that it, you wish um, – uh, I don't want to misquote you, but you, I thought the gist was you were saying you, we wish that we weren't going to tie up three whole episodes. Correct. Yeah, that's the gist. And I remember that um, at the time when I was trying to avoid spoilers about the season, that I read somewhere that this season is going to have two three-parters. Hmm. Hmm. So if if I was reading that right and if that's actually true, then – yeah, once we get out of this one, we've still got another one waiting.
0: So I would assume so, 10, 11, and 12 would be your three-parter.
2: Uh, uh, that, yeah, yeah. That, that seems smart. Because if you uh, think about it,
0: last year was a, the 10, 11, and 12 Face the Raven, Held bent, and Heaven Sent that's were right. all uh, are, are H- Heaven Sent and then Hell bent. That, that right. was technically kind of a three-parter.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, but I think those episodes can more stand alone. Of course, we haven't seen the third one of this arc, but if you take this this episode we got right now out of context, I don't think anybody would enjoy it, not knowing what was before and what's after.
2: It's no, hard to understand. Yeah, but if you take,
0: you know, if you go back to the classic Doctor Who stories and you take part three of Genesis of the Daleks and don't have the other, uh, yeah, you yeah. know that that probably man. wouldn't make sense either, right? So good point. So oh, and I didn't give it a number, so I've got to give it. Let's. I'm going to give it a three, and I'm going to uh, channel Lewis Trepani because I think I've heard Lewis say this before on PodShock, which is it's hard to give a rating because this is connected to two opposing sides so it's hard to give a rating for this particular one but if i had to i'm going to give it a three that's the best i can give it so there we go yeah all right so anything else that you guys can think about (laughs) not thinking about anything all right. Well, the only thing I can think about is if anybody is listening to us through iTunes, if you would, if you're using iTunes, you can do this. It's easier, I think, to do it on your uh, computer than, than on your mobile device. However, if you can, you know, leave us some feedback, uh, rate us on iTunes. Does that uh, help us? Yes, it helps us get um, – discovered actually it helps uh more the more ratings we have the more likely that we will be featured in the top 50 top 100 of whatever category uh whether it be dr who comic books or whatever and um so if you use stitcher if you use itunes you know please uh spend two minutes one minute of your time and leaving us a little bit of feedback we would definitely appreciate it and speaking of feedback. Um, Clarence, would you like to tell everybody how to get in touch with us?
1: Uh, yeah, we're uh, at Discussing Who on all of the social medias, um, Facebook, Twitter, uh, even Instagram. So, yeah, check us out there. Uh, send us an what? email. I'm sorry? <laughs> send <laughs> I, us I was, an email. I was doing uh, a high
2: pitch. what? I didn't know we had the Instagram account.
1: <laughs> wow, okay. That's an email at DiscussingWho at gmail.com or uh, send us a voicemail at 805-850-D-Who. Yeah. Back to you, Kyle. All
0: right. Good deal. Well, Lee, um, do you have anything else?
2: i um, always encouraging people to uh, go to relativitypodcast.com or search out Relativity Podcast on iTunes and Google Play and all of those other venues that are out there. Uh, on Facebook, as of today, we are at 99 likes. Ninety-nine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so thanks to everybody. Thanks for everybody to uh, Thanks to everybody for your support of this show, which is coming back soon, I promise. And Clarence, what else are you working on? Anything cool
0: or exciting?
1: Uh, nothing this week, man. Just, uh, just glad to be back on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Maybe we'll have something about Wonder Woman coming up pretty soon. <laughs> yep, Wonder Woman will be coming it's up possible. pretty soon. And yeah, if yeah. This, is, this is
0: Episode 8 this week, so this will also be the finale of Class in the U.S. So we will also have oh, coming up yeah. soon our Class yeah. review. So
1: you mean that review we recorded like six months ago? Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> you know, we we, we 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 jumped in our Tardis's and our our tardi, as it was called, uh, and went uh, to the UK and watched uh, class over there, and then came back across the pond and, you know, recorded our episode. So yes, yes, that's the one you're talking about. That's the one. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, guys, this has been fun. So, for everyone listening, thank you again for spending your time with us. And like uh, Clarence and Lee said, we'll be back soon with our class review, our Wonder Woman movie review, as well as our review of the next uh, episode of Doctor Who. So, thank you again for listening, and
2: we are out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com. Or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.